1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. For it is written, Eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of a man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. God has a rhema word for you today. This message is for you. I want to give you some keys to unlock your assignment. Keys, 10 keys to unlock your God-given destiny. Because everything that God has created, it was created to solve a problem. Think about it. Ears solve a hearing problem. Eyes solve a seeing problem. A mind, a thinking problem. A doctor, they solve medical problems. Dentist, they solve teeth problems and so on. God said it is not good for a man to be alone. So guess what? He gave us a woman to help us solve our problems. Is anybody with me? If, if your car has a problem, you take it to a mechanic. So everything that you do in life should be directed toward a problem. Successful people have learned how to solve problems for people. The greater the problem that you can solve, the greater the reward. I want you to think about this. For me, David Wilkerson, the founder of Teen Challenge, he solved a drug epidemic problem. And I got saved at Teen Challenge. I had a problem. I wasn't looking for God, but God was looking for me. And God established this program and it changed my destiny. So I want you to lean in just for a few minutes because I want to help you. God has called you to solve problems that nobody else can solve. You are genetically perfect. God doesn't use Xerox machines. You are exactly who God created you to be. One out of eight billion people in the world, and there is no one like you. And nobody can be better than you because you're the only person that can keep you from being all that God created you to be. I'm telling you, God has a word for you today, and you do not decide your assignment. You discover your assignment. Since the foundations of the world, God spoke you into existence, and you are breathing. Your heart is beating right now because God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And when you discover it through a relationship with Jesus Christ, something, the light bulb goes off. I'm telling you, you were created by a creator for something greater than you would have ever dreamed and Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says, For the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable. Meaning, when God created you, he, 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 he gave you a, a divine design to do something great and mighty in the world. And sadly, most people never discover their assignment. A recent poll suggests that 70% of Americans hate their job. They dread going in and they long to get out. It's disheartening to know that most people are discontent and unfulfilled. They wake up every day and they do something that they really don't want to do. However, when you fulfill the call that God has placed upon you, it will energize you. Purpose will give you divine power. So with this in mind, I want to share 10 keys with you today that will help you discover your divine assignment from God. Okay? Are you ready? 
10 keys. Number one, love and anger is a two-sided key to your greatest assignment. Love and anger. Love is a key that will lead you to the doorway of your destiny. What do you love to do? What excites you? What do you talk about? What do you long to do? What do you read about? What do you study? What do you, what do you dream about? A fanatic is someone who will not change his mind and he will not quit talking about what he's thinking about. Amen. It's hard to change a made-up mind. What did you grow up loving to do? You were, you were automatically drawn to do something. It's a magnet. What pulls you? What cranks your tractor? If I can speak your language. What are you passionate about? This is a key to your purpose. But also, what makes you angry? Because what you hate is the other side to the same key. What makes you angry might not concern me. What stirs you up? What sets you ablaze? What makes you mad? I was thinking about Becky Brown, a mother who saw her son get killed by a drunk driver in 1979. It so righteously indignated her that she became an advocate against drunk driving. And later she birthed now one of the largest nonprofit organizations in the nation. Mad. Mothers against drunk driving. See, anger is a birthplace for change. Until you get angry enough about your situation or current condition, you will never fully change for yourself or anybody else. You have to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. The Apostle Paul wrote, hate what is evil and cling to what is good in Romans 12, 9. Anger will get you off of the bench and into the game. Anger will engage you, if you will. In your anger, do not sin, Jesus said. It's okay to get angry. And love and, and, and hate are birthplaces for change. There are still some upper room experiences. There are still some penal places. And God is still taking people down the old Damascus road. God's promises don't have expiration dates. He's still in the miracle working business. And business is good. God can birth something on the inside of you today that will radically change your life forever. What do you love? What do you hate? These are indicators to your destiny. Are you with me today? Love, number one. Hate, number two. Number three, you have to stay in the center of your assignment. When God speaks to you, focus by faith. Unclutter your life. Become the best in your area of study. Go back to school. Don't major in the minors. Figure out what is most important to you and follow your dreams. Break out of the spirit of monotony and complacency. And don't forget where you came from. And please don't forget who brought you where you used to be and where you are today. And when you get to that place, stay in the center. Don't live life on the edge. Okay, you can be good at a lot of things or you can be great at one thing. 
Philippians 3.13, the apostle Paul said, The one thing that I do, I forget the past and I strain forward to what lies ahead. Not the 10 or 20 things that I do, but the one thing that I do. I press toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me. I'm telling you, you have to stay in the center of your assignment. You can't be everybody else. Be you. Number four, your assignment may seem small at the moment, but it can be the golden link to a chain of miracles in the next Zechariah 3.10 says, Do not despise the day of small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices when a work is begun. We have to live our life in the light of eternity. We have to be faithful in the small things, and when we do, God will give us more. See, little ramifications have large eternal results because little is much when God is in it, and God can multiply. Multiply the measure of your means. Forsake the microwave mentality and embrace the crockpot. Come on, somebody. Be still and know that God's timing is perfect. Perfect, And know that you are making a difference. Do not let the devil trick you. Your assignment may seem small at the moment, but if you will be faithful, faithfulness is the key that unlocks the door to greater opportunity. Stay faithful. There was a president in the United States of America, and he said, I would rather be faithful than famous. I'm telling you, this is a key. Number five, your assignment is obviously geographical. It's geographical. God has called you to a very specific place at a specific time for a specific people. You are here because God has ordained your steps to the very place in which you are today. And because of your obedience, you get to enjoy the bountiful blessings of God. Obedience brings the blessing. And wherever you are today, you are there because of God. Yes, you've made some mistakes, but I'm telling you, your destiny is, a, is attached to where you dwell. A prime example is Jonah. He was swallowed by a big fish because he was running from God. Wrong place, wrong time. Okay? He was running from God. He, he, was, he was supposed to go to Nineveh, and he was heading 1,500 miles in the wrong direction. And suddenly, God gets his attention, okay? And he repents. And he goes and leads one of the greatest revivals that scholars say that you can read in the Bible. See, God has strategically placed you in your workplace to be a ray of hope to the hopeless. You are where you are because God has directed your steps to set the captive free. Jesus has given you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And I'm telling you, you can get anywhere in the world from where you are right now. So do not forsake the season of small beginnings. Number six, your assignment will take you places that you never intended to go. And I love this. The Lord says you have not been everywhere 
God is going to take you. Dramatic changes are coming. My hand is on you. Only believe. This is the assignment that I have for you. Do not hit the abort button on your destiny. Just believe. I'm getting ready to open up doors. There is a great and effective door of ministry before you. Do not give up today for tomorrow. I am going to do a miracle. Is anybody with me? I'm telling you, the Lord is getting ready to release you. The enemy has tried to pull you back. It's like a slingshot, but the Lord is getting ready to let you go. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I'm telling you, you have not been everywhere that God wants to take you. Hallelujah. Big doors open on small hinges. Just wait upon the Lord. I'm telling you, number seven, your assignment may be a total contradiction to your skill set. Jeremiah said, I'm too young. Gideon said, I am the least of many. Moses said, I stutter. Peter said, Go fishing for men? I can't even catch fish. What do you say? What's your excuse? I messed up too much. God can take you out of your mess and give you a powerful message. Are you with me? I'm telling you, your assignment may be a total contradiction to your skill set. You were never born qualified. You become qualified. God never calls the qualified. He qualifies the called. 2 Timothy 2.2, and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men who are qualified to teach others. I'm telling you, God, you, I, I don't know who I'm talking to, but God says you're qualified. You don't have to go to the cemetery. I'm sorry, the sem, seminary to get qualified. The spirit of the living God can bring you out of ashes and sit you down before great men. You may be from a small town. You may not have any money in your bank account. You may come from a family that is jacked up and, and broken and, 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 and everybody hates. Oh, oh, you're a part of that family. Just wait. God is going to do great and mighty things in your life. And whenever you still away in the secret place and he applies the oil of his presence upon you, it is the key. I'm telling you, he'll lead you and sit you down before great and mighty men and women. And listen, I'm telling you, your assignment may require, I'm telling you, your assignment may require you to have reckless abandonment and, and, and just shut off the rest of the world. The DNA of every leader is time spent alone with God. You might have to go through a wilderness experience in which, in which you don't even understand who you are and where you're going. But when you come out, you will not even smell like smoke. And God will do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask or think. But it may require unusual, listen to me, it may require unusual study, unusual prayer, giving, and fasting because you have a unique and unusual anointing. I'm telling you, I would not be where I am today if I was doing what everybody else was doing. 
I, I, God spoke to me and I developed a, a private discipline with God and it caused my great, greatest talents to emerge. I'm not like everybody else and I don't want to be like everybody else. I just want to be me. Are you with me? I'm telling you, your assignment may require un, an unusual season of reckless abandonment. Number eight, your assignment will always cause others to succeed. In essence, it's your calling, but it has nothing to do with you. It's up to you, all right? You have to surrender and wave the white flag, but then suddenly something rises on the inside of you. And then, and then you have compassion, and then you start blessing everybody around you. And, and then, like Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, God said, I will bless those who bless you, and your, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky. Your obedience will cause everybody else around you to be blessed. I'm telling you, you have to be careful who you hang out with. God wants to bless you. And when he does, I'm telling you, you'll be a magnet to men. But you have to remember where the blessing came from. Amen? Every time God wants to bless you, he'll bring somebody into your life. God uses people to bless people. And God wants to use your gifts and your calling to cause other people to succeed. I'm telling you, you are called to be in the blessing business. Bless others. Freely give because you have freely received. Give it all away. And when you do, it's a seed. And God will give you more to give away. Number nine, your assignment will take you to a place where you are celebrated and not just tolerated. God can get you anywhere he wants to in 24 hours. Come on, somebody. Ruth was a begging servant. And in less than 24 hours, she was Boaz's bride. She was in a chariot. Come on. And, and she had servants saying, what can I do for you? Joseph was in a striped prison jumpsuit. And 24 hours later, he was second in command in the most powerful nation in the world. And his father and all of his brothers got a prime piece of real estate because of his loyalty to the Lord. David was tending the sheep, and in 24 hours, he was anointed to be king all in one day. You never know what a day will hold. You don't know how close you are to your promotion. Your life could change in a twinkling of an eye. Somebody's thinking, well, I had a setback, but a setback can be a setup for a step up. He said, he will make your feet like the feet of a deer and he will enable you to go on to higher heights. Somebody needs to stop and take a praise break and celebrate the possibility of a supernatural promotion. I'm telling you, you feel forgotten. Some of you are barely tolerated. People don't understand you. They don't like you because they don't understand you. I can relate. But I'm telling you, God is going to take you to a place where you are celebrated. And they will say, look what the Lord has done. How did he get there? How did she get here? I'm telling you, it's all because of the grace and mercy of King Jesus. Lastly, 
Number 10, your assignment is your legacy. And I want to ask you a question in closing. How will you be remembered by those around you? I woke up with this thought today. All we get is two dates in a dash. I was born on January the 19th, 1980, and I'm going to die one day. But all I get is a dash between two dates. And when people say your name, what would be the number one answer that pops in their brain? When they think about you, what do they think about? Proverbs 22.1, a good name is more desirable than silver and gold. And this is a question that you and I need to consider. What does your legacy look like? When people say your name, what do they think? Your, your problems are the gateway to your eternal significance. You will be remembered by the problems you solve and the problems that you cause. And I don't know about you, but I've caused a lot of problems. Today, I want to solve problems. Okay, we started with this thought, and I want to end with this thought. What's your assignment? And who will carry on your assignment? Who are your spiritual sons and daughters? If you don't know, figure it out. Amen? Figure it out. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Call upon me. Jeremiah 29, 11, verse uh, through 14. Call upon me and I will answer you. If you seek me, you will find me. If you seek me, with all of your heart. Seek the face of Almighty God. For he who called you is faithful. And if it is according to his will, he will do it. Are you confident? Philippians 1.6. I'm confident that he who began a good work in me will bring it into completion in the day of Jesus Christ. This is the assignment. It's a take-home test. You have to discover who you are in Christ Jesus. Somebody say yes. My prayer is that you would believe in yourself and do what God has called you to do. Because Jesus came to the earth to solve a sin problem. And when you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all of your sins and cleanse you from your unrighteousness. And all of God's promises are yes and amen. So now we, when in doubt, we break the Bible out and we've got to fill in the blanks. Amen. And I'm going to pray, but, but I'm telling you, there is a divine assignment for your life. And you have to fill in the blank. Do you want to be used by God? I know you do. I'm telling you, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of a man. The plans that God has for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. I love that part. This message is for you. Ten keys to unlock your assignment. God has created you to solve somebody else's problem. Be filled with the Spirit today and go into the world and help 
God's people. And I'm telling you, if you want to know God's will, find a problem and fix it. And when you start living your life in such a way, I'm telling you, the blessing of God will overtake you in a mighty, mighty, mighty way. In Jesus' name, I'll see you next week. God bless you. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. Indeed, the best is yet to come.